And uh, do any of you know the famous movie? I, I see that it was back in 1961, when I was six years old, that uh, this movie was uh, celebrated. Breakfast at Tiffany's. You know that movie, many of you? Well, Steve's cartoon, not that he wrote it, but he found it on the internet somewhere, uh, is called Breakfast at Epiphanies. And I think it's kind of an illustration of how lightly we use that word epiphany. Oh, I've had an epiphany. Um, in the cartoon, three guests of the restaurant called Epiphanies are uh, exclaiming the experience of epiphanies that they have. One is saying, these eggs are absolutely stupendous. And uh, another one is saying, this coffee is a caffeine miracle. And another one is saying, at last, I finally understand the meaning of hash browns. Well, <laughs> we use that word epiphany pretty lightly sometimes, but uh, it's an ancient Greek religious concept that is also to be found in the New Testament. And that is that uh, an epiphany is the manifestation of God and of God's saving power. And this manifestation takes place in some person or some special event that reveals God and God's power. The Church of the Eastern Roman Empire, what we know of as the Orthodox Church throughout the world today, celebrated as Jesus' first great epiphany, the miracle of his turning water into wine at the wedding at Cana. As the Gospel of John says, Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Well, the Western, or the Church of the Western Roman Empire, which uh, we know of as the Roman Catholic Church today, uh, they regarded as the great epiphany something else, namely the coming of the Magi, those astrologers from Persia, or what is Iran today, coming to see the Christ child. That's the great epiphany. And the understanding is that the Magi represent the Gentiles, which means the nations, the non-Jewish nations of the world. And they come and they have an epiphany when they see the Christ child. But of course, the, the Christian bumper sticker of a few years back says, wise men still seek him, Jesus, as the manifestation of God's person and saving power. And God in Christ is still graciously granting us new epiphanies. Fresh revelations of his person that deepen our relationship with him significant encounters with him 
that impact us in a life-changing way. Those aha experiences, because we just know it's him. These epiphanies in the ancient and contemporary celebration of Epiphany raise some important questions. The first one is, to whom may God in Christ reveal himself? The second, in what ways may he appear to us? And the third, what kinds of life change does he intend such an epiphany to produce in us? The story of the Magi encountering the Christ child. In that story, God gives us some instructive answers to those questions. One of the most marvelous things about the Christmas story is its universality, that Christ is born not just the Messiah of the Jews, but that he is the Savior of all humankind. The Gospel of Luke emphasizes this universality by describing Jesus' birth when Augustus was the emperor and Quirinius was the governor. In other words, Luke is saying this happens in the context of what was regarded then as pretty much the entire world. Well, the Gospel of Matthew emphasizes Jesus as universal savior by describing the Christ's self-manifestation to the Magi, who are obviously Gentiles, not Jews. And uh, this is evident in that they come asking, where is the child who is born king of the Jews? And uh, they don't know the Hebrew scriptures. They're the nations, they're the Gentiles coming to the Christ. To whom may God in Christ reveal himself? To you or me or anyone in all the world. But you know, we can miss his epiphanies, I believe. We can fail to sense and detect the Holy Spirit's working in our world, in our church, in our lives. And so we probably do miss out on some of the life-impacting experience that such epiphanies produce. We can be like the chief priests and the scribes who failed to notice that their Messiah had just been born in Bethlehem. Ironically, they had to be informed of their Messiah's birth by these Gentile astrologers. And I believe that the thought that these magi from the East, these Gentiles, should have to inform them of their Messiah's birth is in part why it says that Herod and all Jerusalem with him were disturbed. They were upset. We get disturbed and upset too sometimes. We... We know that uh, sometimes people are more believing than us 
in uh, God's miraculous working in our lives and in our world. We need to hear James, who says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And without regarding good people of other religions as anonymous Christians, as one theologian called them, nevertheless, sometimes we experience that, you know, this person who doesn't believe in Jesus, they have a truth and they have a goodness greater than ours. We need to recognize that we're not the only ones who have any truth and goodness to us. So spiritual pride can cause us to miss out on Christ's epiphanies. And so can spiritual indifference. Just take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. If something spiritually great happens, okay. If it doesn't, okay. Indifference can prevent us from receiving epiphanies. And then simple unwillingness to allow God to work in our lives and to change our lives and bring us into a deeper relationship with him. As the Gospel of John says, actually Jesus says, anyone who resolves to do the will of God will know the teaching. But it's almost like he's saying, why should God bother to reveal the teaching to you if you could care less whether you knew it or not? Well, God in Christ can reveal himself and does reveal himself to you or to me or anyone. In what ways may he reveal himself? And I'm saying may or may not. And uh, I'm saying, too, that these are not the only ways that we can think of that God reveals himself to us. Nevertheless, in our scripture passion, I believe these ways are pointed to. First, consider that by the agency of a star, God in Christ revealed himself to the Magi. The psalmist says that the heavens declare the glory of God. And these magi were led by a star to the glory of God in Jesus. Truly, God in Christ is revealed through the creation and all the knowledge that we may gain of it, whatever branch of science we may pursue. To learn of the stars or the flowers, may deepen our relationship with Christ through whom we were made and these were made and these are sustained. To acquire true knowledge is a little more, is to gain a little more of Christ because he is ultimate truth. Curiously, I think, God seems to have used the Magi's belief in astrology to lead them 
to Christ. And you might uh, find this a little disturbing because uh, you're familiar with Deuteronomy chapter 18, where God forbids his people to have any involvement in horoscopes or any number of occult practices. And yet it seems like God is using that, the astrologer's belief in astrology, to lead them to Christ. Well, just because God uses that doesn't mean that what the astrologers say is true. It's just that God is graciously working through their ignorance, as it were, to reveal the Christ to them. In addition to our knowledge of creation, or our ignorance even, uh, reminded, we're reminded in this passage that uh, God's epiphanies often just come down to being uh, brought to us through the pages of the Bible, through Holy Scripture. And we see that in that the scribes and the Pharisees, or the scribes and the um, chief priests, rather, were uh, saying, this is where the scripture says the child will be born. Observe also that the Magi were guided to the Christ by God's Jewish people. And uh, God today may appear to us, may reveal himself to us through his people, through the church of Jesus Christ. Notice also that uh, it's as a baby human being that the Christ is revealed to the Magi. You know, every newborn baby that speaks to us of the miracle of birth and how God sustains life and such can surely speak to us. And also the fact that Jesus is not just a baby, but that he grows up and uh, he uh, relates to us as one of us, as a human being, that also can be God's way to speak to us. And as a human being, it's suggesting, too, that God can reveal himself to us, manifest himself to us through other people, whoever they may be. So that uh, Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew that uh, anyways, there where he says that as much as you've done it to the least of one of these of my family, you've done it to me. And uh, at least part of the point is that every face we see can reveal God in Christ to us. Well, how do we respond to these epiphanies? How would God have us respond? In response to the manifestation of God in Christ, as a result of encountering him, what did the Magi do? They prostrated themselves in worship. They presented their costly gifts to him. And they left for their own country 
by another road than the one they had taken to get to Bethlehem or Jerusalem. How does God want us to respond to his epiphanies that he graciously grants us? Well, like those magi, he wants and we want to worship with praise and thanks, with contrition and repentance, to worship. And secondly, what did those magi do? They opened and gave to Jesus their costly gifts. I think this is speaking about service. We serve the Lord in response to his epiphanies. We serve him by offering him our abilities, our money, our time and energies. Serve the Lord. And then notice that the Magi left by another way. This is suggesting that they were changed men. And we too are called by God to respond to his epiphanies by leaving that experience in another way as people who are changed in character and in the course of our lives. Well, God in Christ is still granting epiphanies, I believe, that not, not to negate that uh, Jesus' birth was perhaps the greatest epiphany, but uh, God is still granting us new epiphanies that we may encounter him in a life-changing way. But we can miss these through our indifference or our just unwillingness to be changed by Christ or through our spiritual pride. We can miss those epiphanies. How does he appear to us? Well, not to say this is the whole matter, but... uh, He reveals himself to us in the wonders of his creation and our knowledge of it, or even our ignorance. He appears to us through the sacred word in the Bible, through his holy people. He manifests himself in his human infancy, symbolized by the cradle, but he also manifests himself in his humanity, sacrificially given in love for us on the cross. And God in Christ wants us to respond too by being changed, by leaving by a different road, by aligning our character in the course of our lives with his example and his will for us. Let's pray together. Oh God, we sang... Open our eyes, Lord, we want to see Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you do uh, graciously reveal him to us in so many different ways. And we pray that you will help us not to get in the way of that revelation, but rather to receive it and uh, to receive from you through it whatever it is that we need, encouragement, uh, direction, Uh, transformation, uh, conforming ourselves to your example and uh, your way. 
for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.